0: Hey everyone! My name is Gildenstern and I'm very much still alive, just about. Just kidding, it's Ari and, well, finally I'm here for my own individual episode! It only took 19 weeks. Wow. Yikes. In that time, Aaron pulled out two. No, three. Maybe four? I think three. We're gonna go with three, that makes me feel a little better about myself because I'm pretty sure I can record about two now. I'm finally at a place where I have things I can talk about. I mean, to my credit, we're not quite at- we're only just at the part of the process where I have more things to talk about slash feel comfortable talking about. And also I'm gonna frame this episode, at least, around a response to what Aaron talked about in his Midnight Ramble on Sunday. Because that was full of juicy stuff that he hadn't told me about. So because we're in COVID and we can't bounce ideas back and forth like we normally would in my wardrobe. I'm now sitting here bouncing ideas off my wardrobe balls on my own. Yay. Woo. It's okay. That's fine. Everything's fine. we actually everything is fine. Because we're here talking about cool theatre things. Even if it's just me talking about cool theatre things to myself. Yikes. This is getting really dark really quickly. On a positive note. Let's think about all those fun things Aaron was mentioning. Like the projector. Okay, so my, my my visions with what he was talking about with the projector is having this cool whiteboard, chalkboard kind of vibe thing. a um, Little bit like Matilda, if any of you know the chalkboard in Matilda, a lot of cool word things happen with a the chalk there. Kind of like that, except I was visioning more of a whiteboard maybe to incorporate more colors. Um, but yeah, kind of like those interactive whiteboards you have in classrooms, except really big. I don't know how that's going to work. I guess that's another logistical thing to throw back at Aaron and be like, have you actually thought about like where we're going to get said whiteboard from? Because whiteboards don't work the same way projectors do. I don't think. Like, for example, I don't think you can draw on a wall with a whiteboard pen, if that makes sense. Obviously not like an ink pen, a digital whiteboard pen. Again, my knowledge of technology is limited. So Aaron will probably, you know, fire this one back and be like, Hey, Ari, you know, you can actually do that. You get this project. I don't know why I made Aaron kind of American. I mean, I guess he has kind of weird. We're not going to get into his accent. We are not going to. That is a longer story. Um, But yeah, there may be a pen that exists that makes you able to draw on projections, which would be so cool. But if not, we would need some kind of actual projector whiteboard. Because I think if we had a real life whiteboard, We'd have to deal with all the shenanigans of erasing things. And I've done a show with a whiteboard where we drew on the whiteboard and that got real confusing real quickly. Just because we had to be responsible for erasing certain words, etc, etc. But I think the idea of the whiteboard gives me a lot of imagery to play with in terms of movement. Because it not only brings in all that imagery of like a child learning to draw, learning to write, learning to write letters as well, I think is really interesting because... Um, way back in like COVID lockdown one, I did a lot of work with a preschooler um, at in homeschool and working with her with like letters and how, how, how you even teach someone at that age to write letters is so fascinating. And while that has very little like relevance to maybe Joan itself, I think that journey of discovery could be something fun to play with um, as an image and just like, whoa, where... Where she goes from the start to like learning how to craft, you know, learning the tail of the letter Y goes down into to the left um, to being able to respond, like Aaron says, to these really intense questions that she gets in that first, um, what's that thing called? In the first, where, where does she go? Tri- blah, blah. Hopefully we cut out all that prior stuff of me trying to find the word trial. This is Editor Ari. Editor Ari said, it was funny, so she left it in. Sorry, recording Ari. Your word jumble, flumble up, is going to stay in the recording. (sighs) I think the idea of bringing colour is interesting as well, because we can relate it a lot to our own lives and not just Joan. Like that idea of bringing something else to an otherwise fairly black and white sense of reality. So I think that's just fun in general. And also just colour is cool. I was worried this whole thing was going to turn into a black and white piece which is also very very cool and I have no problems with it but I think it adds that edge like the edginess of Joan that we need I think Joan very much would approve of (laughs) colour that's just my personal opinion though um what other thoughts did I have about stuff Aaron said oh the idea of the central kind of costume prop box is a very interesting thought I think I mean it's it's an idea that's not like super original like it has been done before but I think it um, really works with the idea of what we're going for and all the all the um, other layers that Aaron brought with it in terms of it being everything Joan has is there and she has control over everything in the space. I think that really connects to an idea we had way back in probably like episode two where we had we wanted everything in the space was going to eventually become the cross or something. Like we were going to have chairs and things and all of those things would... Like each moment of her life would in some ways become the cross that she burnt at in the end. And I think that's a really nice way of showing that without showing it. Everything being, yeah, it all coming out of this one box. It's a really simple way as well of keeping everything in one nice little space and having everything super accessible. I also see it working really well with some of the movement and some of the child movement because there's so much... When you're a kid, you there's so, you have your little toy box and everything you're pulling out of it is that new discovery. Like Even though you see that doll every single day, when you pull it out first thing in the morning, it's like, yes, it's my favourite doll. And like you hadn't seen it the day before or played with it all day yesterday. And I think we could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um. Oh, side note, this is more for Aaron, but also for all of you listeners out there. When you're talking about can we have spotlights on the ground, we can in fact have spotlights on the ground. Um... We can get little LED ones, I don't know whether they'd be strong enough, but I've definitely used little LED floor lights before that you just literally plonk wherever you want and you can angle them however you want. They may not be strong enough to do what we want with shadows, but that's an area we can have a little fiddle around with. And they're also not like, uber impossible to access, hopefully. Again, all of this lighting and projection stuff we will need to actually think about how we intend on sourcing it, or who we know that has access to it. So if you're out there listening going, ah, I actually have a couple of them in my garage when I do cool lighting things that I do, then send us a message. You can check us out on our Instagram and send a message there, or if you know us, you probably know us, just do the message the normal way. Um, Because, yeah, all of that stuff is kind of scary and daunting, for me at least. I think Aaron's got a better grasp of it, but... For me, it's definitely a little bit more like, I don't know how to do the technology, how is it all going to come together? Because normally I'm just on the other side of things and miraculously lads get given. If nothing else, and this is me going onto a rant that's probably not relevant to this particular episode. Actually, you know what? It is. Because I'm responding to what Aaron has said. And this is me responding in a way that's very appreciative. Because I think by working on this side of a project more, you get a lot more of an idea about what actually goes in behind the scenes. When you're an actor, you just sort of show up at rehearsal and suddenly things are where they're meant to be. And then you show up at dress rehearsal and suddenly the lights are on where they're meant to be. Sometimes you go and, you you know, walk for the spots and stuff and do all that kind of thing. But you don't see them sourcing the lights or working out the projections or finding any of the other stuff. It just miraculously gets there. So thanks out there to all you people who make that happen because it's crazy and I don't know how to do it and I wish I did. So I'm gonna learn. Anyway, moving on from my little moment of gratefulness, I think the other thing that I think is worth discussing before we move too much longer, although I think this will come with discovery again, and again, we're both very um, guilty of doing that, let's just keep talking and talking and talking until we can't talk anymore before we actually practice anything, and I think this idea might come to fruition through practice, but are we even going to have anyone else in the projections is my question. Is it worth having other people in the projections? I know at the start we talked about having other actors in the projections and having the men as real actors, but I think Aaron mentioned maybe scrapping that. And so my question then is, are we completely scrapping that? And then my question to myself is, if we completely scrap that, are we able to show what we're trying to show in a different way? Would paper men or drawings of paper men be symbolic of the same thing that the real men or having real men in videos would? And I think... My answer that, to that would be yes, provided that the interaction between me and those people is still sig- like it's still powerful or significant. I think not having men would work if we were able to maintain that same kind of dynamic between Joan and the men. That dynamic of, well, she's still in power and, and all those scenes where we had her sort of as the puppet, but like the disobedient puppet, I think is the fra- phrase we used. I loved the vision of her, of the men in the projections, real men, pulling one way or slapping her one way and her moving in the complete opposite way or them beckoning and her walking away. Just that disobedient puppet imagery. And can we still create that with this new idea? Because we want to be careful not to completely scrap every idea we have as we come up with another one, no matter how cool the other one is. And I think that's the power and the challenge of development that suddenly you come up with this new idea and you forget how good your old one is. Because when we came up with that disobedient um, puppet imagery, we were, like, so excited about it. And to throw that away now with the promise of this new projection thing is sort of just moving, you know, moving along and discounting progress we've made. So I think both of those things should be tried. I think we should try the disobedient puppet and we should try, can it be done without real men? Can we do it with the... um, paper man or can we do it with images could she draw them then who knows again another thing we're adding to the list of things that ari can't do that's going to need to learn that she's going to need to learn how to do drawing is one of them i cannot draw if you know me i cannot draw i can draw stick figures and i can do pretty neat doodles which are like you know cool little flower doodles that you do when you're stressed really great at those you know i'm pretty decent at the good old stick figure and maybe a flower if it's a good day but um Beyond that, my drawing skills are limited, so I'll just chalk that up on the board. You know what? The next episode is going to be, how does Ari cope with learning how to do things that Ari doesn't know how to do, slash come up with ways around that? That probably shouldn't be the title, but that's going to be the next episode. Me talking about how I do things that I don't know how to do, making it look like I know how to do them. Or just maybe how I approach my how I approach the craft, because I think that's sometimes a fun thing to talk about, and I think I have a bit of an odd way of doing it, and I definitely have not a professional nor a very trained way of going about any of it, so maybe all will find that interesting. I don't know. We'll see. If I have the motivation, that might be the next episode I record on my own, as just Gills and Stern. Weehoo! Anyway, that's pretty much all I think I wanted to talk about for this episode, at least, and was all I really wanted to... Respond to oh wait, there was one more thing. <laughs> yeah, we love making it candid Um, Aaron told me to watch this thing which was Bo Burnham's Inside on Netflix. If you haven't watched it You should go watch it. It's very cool. He does a great job But he does a lot of his own lighting and and when I say he does his own lighting He literally changes it in the space while he's in the space and I just thought whoa Wouldn't that be cool if we could somehow do that? And I don't know whether it would be useful and I think, to an extent, we're already doing that with Joan interacting and, like, being the change in the projections and being the drawer and being so in control, having all the props there. It, very Brechtian, you know? We're showing everything happening, right? We're showing... Part of part of Brecht, I don't know if we mentioned it in our Brecht episode, though, is um often he'll have all the stage hands and, and the lights on show so you see... You, it's so that the audience are reminded that you are in a theatre, right? So he, he'd have the stage hands come out and give the actor a prop or move a prop off the stage and so having the all the props and costumes on stage in a box is brechtian in that way and having joan change and interact with the projections would be brechtian but another um aspect could be having her play with the lights having you know if something's happening that she doesn't like could she flip the switch and turn the lights off you know, maybe they shut her in the cell and turn and, you know, it's dark and cold and she just flicks the lights on and has a disco. Maybe not a disco, but an equivalent. I mean, I'm still here to try and fit a disco somewhere in here. I don't know where it's going to be relevant, but there might be a point, And this could be the point. Maybe she gets shut in her cell, flicks the switch, and suddenly it's like a rave. Maybe not. Anyway, I think that's, I think that's the point where my ideas have been exhausted and I should probably stop talking because... Joan having a rave in her cell probably isn't the direction we're trying to go, and Aaron will probably listen to this and go, really, Ari? But he may also equally be like, mm-hmm, I see where you're going, and jump on it with an even better idea. And that's the beauty of collaboration. Anyway, hope you're all having an alright time in COVID lockdown times, or not lockdown, depending on where in the world you're listening, where in the state you're listening, where in the country you're listening, because it's all different. Um. I'm going to go back to my peppermint tea and my uni essays and probably record another episode pretty soon because I'm feeling full of ideas and finally worked out that I'm not actually terrified to talk in my own on a cupboard. So that's all for now. As always, practice your bugle. I might actually have to do that a bit myself because I still think that there's going to be a space and a place for the bugle in this piece somewhere. So that's all. Practice your bugle.